Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Awards. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. The X-Zone Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I knew a man bojangles and he danced for you. In worn-out shoes, silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants. The old soft shoe. Jump so high, jump so high, and then he lightly touched down. 
Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. In this hour, we're going to be playing X-1 from 1957. It's episode number five called The Caretaker. But we'll be doing that after this first commercial break. So I thought we'd enter into the X-Zone newsroom and see what our news director has for us tonight. 52 zoos later. Okay, let's go. The Tavino family of Columbus, Ohio, just wrapped up a 52-week tour of the nation's zoos. That's a new zoo a week, and they made their final stop, a homecoming of sorts, at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. Marla Tavino said her husband and three daughters spent weekends traveling in a minivan to different zoos. She said the idea started with a simple desire to see the world on a budget. She now plans to write a book about her family's 22,000-mile journey. The children also plan to write a book from their perspective. The next story is, Mayor shuts down 50-cent card games at Old Folks Home. Are you kidding me, Mayor Joe Sarsini of Baldwinsville, New York? Well, the good mayor has uh, seen fit to shut down the 50-cent card games being played by seniors at the Canton Woods Senior Center. Now he admits that gambling in itself isn't a crime as long as the stakes are low and no one is skimming money off the top. I only thought that happened in town halls. Uh, but he went on to say it's clear, it clearly states in Canton Woods' policy that gambling isn't, permiss- isn't a permissible activity. Uh, we received a complaint that gambling was going on. Pinochle players who met once a week were betting a dollar each that ultimately was divided among the winners. Bridge and, um, let me see, bridge and pitch players would also play for 50 cents. Bingo players who met up three times a week were paying a dime for a card. Ooh. Now, needless to say, the players are upset, including uh, James Clark, who said, I don't understand why this is an issue. It's just really ridiculous. We couldn't agree with you more, Mr. Clark. Why don't you all get on your playing card buddies together to, uh, to you know, to use that newfound free time to do everything in your power to keep the mayor from getting reelected? Show them the power of the people, the senior people at that. And finally, people uh, paying to get into jail. Most uh, people facing trial try everything they can to escape. Uh, to scrape up enough money to get out of jail. But in Hillsborough, Missouri, 66 otherwise law-abiding citizens paid good money to get into jail and spend the night. It was actually quite a creative fundraiser held by the Sheriff's Department to christen a newly renovated wing of the county jail. Couples paid $90 and individuals $50, and uh, they ranged in age from 18 to 82. Don West of Raleigh, North Carolina, paid his $50 plus round-trip airfare for what he called a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He added, If I went to jail for real, I'd probably get fired. 66-year-old Joyce Rebel 
said uh, the opportunity to spend a night in jail was on her bucket list. Joe and Pam Dancleff spent the night in jail to celebrate their 35th wedding anniversary. The next morning, breakfast was served at 7 a.m. And unlike real jail, freedom followed at 7.30. When we come back from uh, this uh, two-minute commercial break, we'll be going right to X-1, going back to 1957, Episode 5, called Caretaker. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the X-Zone, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire.
the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... X minus one... Tonight, Caretaker by James A. Schmitz. Mandalones? Yes, Mr. Harris. Astrogation reports planetary orbit secure. What vector, Mr. Harris? Approximately 1,000 miles above subject planet 3785. Well, we'll have to give it a name soon, Harris. Yes, sir. Engineering secured, damage control parties working on the hull. Very well. Has Martyr touched down in the scout ship? Yes, sir, we have him on the tight beam. Give him to me on my screen. Yes, sir. Sparkman, put Martyr on the command screen. Exploration ship Titan calling ship 375. Come in. Scout 375 reporting. What's it like down there, Martyr? It's not much different from the scan report, sir. I'm at the head of a valley. It's green and it's scarlet. It's all swampy. And there's a big river threading through it. Harris, get me a pinpoint on Martyr's location. Aye, aye, sir. Uh, there are mountains beyond. I can see Holman's house from here. Looks like a Swiss chalet standing over the lake. Have you made contact? Yes, sir. Boyce is over there now. How is he? Well, it's hard to say. Tell him we're recording the planet officially as Holman's planet. That might please him. No, I don't think so, sir. What? A boy suggested it during our first visit with Holman today. He wants us to record it instead as, um, well, I'll, I'll spell it. C-R-E-S-G-Y-T-H. Kreskit. What's that? Local? Well, that's his phonetic interpretation of the name the people here use. Fair enough, if that's how he wants it. Anything to add on your present report? No, 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 sir. I'll call you back after we've met his woman. His wife? Yes. I'm glad it was you and Boyce who found Holman. You're reliable men, you in particular. Martyr, I don't need to emphasize that Holman's discovery of what appears to be the first genuine human race ever encountered outside of Earth is of primary importance. Yes, sir. Boys might be inclined to hurry through the uh, diplomatic overtures. You'll be careful about that part of it, Martyr. Yes, very careful, sir. On the two continents we scanned before, we've found no traces of human inhabitants, present or past. Yes, I know, sir, but Holman's... It's possible Holman's acquaintances are the sole survivors of humanity here. If we frighten the tribe into hiding... There may never be another contact. Yes, I understand, sir. Fine. Now then, what about these other creatures? What did Holman have to say about them? Well, in the 20 years he's been marooned in this valley, he's had only three or four actual encounters with him, sir. Rather violent encounters on his side. Apparently they learned to avoid him after that. They're called Zares. Uh, he seems to have an almost psychopathic hatred for them. That's not very surprising. We pulled up a scout drag a little while ago, bagged a couple of specimens. The description checks with Holman's description of the Zares, the worm-like, slimy, blue body with a set of arms, legs, and head. Out of the water, they seem to wear some kind of clothes, presumably to conserve body moisture. Yes, that's what he said. All right now, Martyr. I want you to continue according to the plan. And remember, be careful of Holman. He's been alone on this planet for 22 years. He deserves a lot from us. Yes, sir. But he hasn't been alone. He has his wife.
Chris, where are you? Down here. I'm with Holman. Check in with the exploration ship? Yes, it's all right. Holman, they say they'll name the planet the way you want it. That's good. Celia will like that. Celia? My wife. I called her Celia from the start. She likes the name. I see. Where's she now? Oh, she's out somewhere. She's very timid. She'll show up sometime in the night, and I'm leaving the doors open for her. I'll talk to her a little first to reassure her, and you can meet her then. Meanwhile, would you like to see her picture? Why, you got photographs? No, no, I painted it. I used to do a little bit before I went to the service. It's over here. I've done about 50 or so paintings over the years. I paint a lot of them over, you know. Uh, Here, in here. Grind my own pigments and cut brushes from the swamp grass. I'd give my arm for a good camel's hair brush. Here, here she is. Beautiful. Real good looking. Of course, it isn't an exact likeness. I tried to capture the spirit. I think I've got it pretty good. You know, there's something about that picture sort of... Never mind, boys. Boys doesn't know much about art. Yeah, but I know what I like. I like a good-looking woman. You're a lucky man, Holman. You wanted to see the deep water well. It's right through here. Actually, it's just an opening through the concrete to the river that runs below. It's as pure as anything you could wish. If they want to refresh the water tanks of the ship... Yes, I'll take it up with the captain. We'll be staying a week or more... We're to follow your judgment in every way in establishing contact with the Crescithians. Good. We can't do anything till Celia comes in, and we'll have to be very tactful then. But I'm sure it won't take a week. What makes them so shy of us? Oh, it's not you, it's me. Or it's an impression I gave them of the Earth kind of human beings. Come on upstairs, and I'll tell you. Cigar? It's a local swamp grass. Is it safe? Oh, I've been smoking them for years. Uh, you were telling us about the native humans. Well, I've never asked Celia much about her people. There's some kind of very strong taboo that keeps her from talking about them. How'd you meet her? Well, our ship crashed into the valley originally. I was the only man left and the original crew of four. Manning went insane two days before we made a planet fall and killed Nichols and Dawson. And so I killed Manning before he could wreck the ship completely. Have you got a light, Marta? Thanks, I'm all right. You see, it was unavoidable, but they never understood it, those people of Celia's. Well, how did they find out? I was unconscious for about a month and completely blind for six months afterward. Blind? Well, they got me out of the wreck and nursed me back to life. But as soon as I was out of danger, only Celia would stay with me. She and I were alone for weeks before I regained my sight. Uh, How did they know I killed the others? Well, they're sensitive in a number of ways. And there were those bodies in the ship. They, well, they withdrew from me as soon as I no longer needed their help. Then in all this time you were never able to gain their confidence? It's not a question of confidence. It's a question of, well, I'm trying to tell you. I didn't mind being alone with Celia. You'll understand that when you see her. The others stayed in a small lake village they had a couple of miles up the valley across the swamps. Celia went up there every few days, but she never brought anyone back with her. I suspected it was simply because I was an alien. I thought they'd get over that in time. Celia seemed happy enough, so it wasn't a very acute problem. Well, could you observe them? Well, one day, when she'd slipped away again... I remembered a pair of field glasses I'd taken off the ship, and I got them and trained them on the village. 
That was a very curious experience. I never found a complete explanation for it. Well, what happened? Well, just for one instant, I had everything in the clearest possible focus. There were children playing on the platforms above the water, a few adults standing in the doorways of a house, and suddenly everything went blurred. Was something wrong with the glasses? No, no. They didn't want me to look at them. They just blurred my vision. What do you mean? What you mean? You mean telepathically? Well, I don't know. The glasses had a four-mile range and they were functioning perfectly. But the instant I turned them on the village, the field blurred. I never felt so snubbed before. Yeah, I guess that's quite a hint. Well, I admit it annoyed me. The next day, I announced to Celia that I was going over to the village. Well, she made no objection, but she followed me in the distance, probably to make sure I didn't drown on the way it's wet going around here. At last, I came over a rise and found myself a hundred yards from the village on the land side, and then I realized they'd left it. I walked around it a while and found cooking fires still glowing, but nobody had waited to receive me. So I went home and sold it and very sulky. I wouldn't even talk to Celia until the next morning. Well, did you see anybody there? Nobody. Well, I settled down and built a house for the two of us, and that took up all my time for several months. I couldn't ignore them. There was something so curiously happy and peaceful about them, even though they gave me the cold shoulder. From the one look I had of them, it showed me that they were the most beautiful people I'd ever seen. Well, you've seen the picture. It doesn't do her justice. Boy, she must be something. One day, when Celia was gone, I made another trip to the village, and the same thing happened. Well, did you make any attempt to explore further? Oh, yes. I got the little lifeboat flyer repaired enough to get it off the ground and set it down again. I had enough fuel for one 24-hour trip. I flew down the valley for almost 50 miles before I came across the first colony of the other ones, the Zares. Is that what the people here call them? No, Zare, that's the word for snake. I named them that. Did they live in caves? No, that's what fooled me. It was a village of houses just like the one here. I sat down on the lake and I saw them. They just stood there, very quietly watching me through the doors and windows. What made it worse somehow was that they... They wore clothes, but the clothes didn't cover enough. Those weaving, soft, blue, slimy bodies and those staring eyes. I backed down the ladder with my gun ready in case they rushed me. But they never moved. Did, did you find any more of them? There were about eight more colonies of Zares further down the valley, but there was no trace of another tribe of humans. At the time, I didn't know just what to make of it. There was a possibility that my village represented an advanced troop of human beings into the land of snakes. But it turned out to be the other way around. It seemed to be the snakes that were pushing out the humans. So I swore to myself that as long as I lived, at least, human beings were going to hold this section of the valley undisturbed in its safety. When I came back, I said to Celia... Celia, I must speak to your people. Go tell them I'll come again tomorrow, and they mustn't run away. All right, we're going to hold it right there, and when we come back from the news, we'll be going right to X-1. The caretaker is the name of the episode. It is from 1957. 
The Exxon is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. And then the show is repeated in its entirety for our affiliates uh, and can be listened at the Talkstar Radio Network, www.talkstarradio.com. I'll be back on the other side of this news break with more of X-1 right here on Talkstar. Life is busy enough without running around town to find a sale. If you pride yourself on being a smart shopper, you should know about a place that has raised the bar on smart shopping by cutting out the middleman. Direct Buy sells virtually anything for the home or office at manufacturer direct prices. Whether you're updating your current home or building a new one, Direct Buy can save you the thousands of dollars that traditional retailers use to pad their prices. Buy direct from over 700 top manufacturers at 30, 40, even 50% off the best retail prices on almost everything you need. Whatever it is you're shopping for, appliances, cabinets, flooring, windows, and more, every time you buy, you're going to get the best quality at the best price with direct buy. But you have to become a member. To get a visitor's pass to a local showroom and a free insider's guide to buying direct, call 800-593-2124 today. Again, that's 800-593-2124. 800-593-2124. Call now. Douglas James Cottrell, who has been called Canada's Edgar Casey, has just made available his latest CD, Douglas Cottrell 2012 Earth Changes, the first CD in the 2012 Prophecy series. This session features information gathered from the Akashic Records in a deep trance meditation session by Douglas James Cottrell in March of 2009. In this session, Douglas explains changes that have taken place in the Earth's core, changes to the Earth's poles, and the real reason why the polar caps are melting. Douglas also elaborates on increased volcanic and earthquake activity between now and 2012, including what, where, and when. To order your copy of Douglas Cottrell 2012 Earth Changes, visit his website at douglasjamescottrell.com or call toll-free 877-COTTREL. My name is Rob McConnell, and I would like to tell you about a very special lady that I have the pleasure of knowing, and that's Miss Sylvia Anthony. Sylvia Anthony believes the golden years are a time to gear up and get busy, not relax and take it easy. She has faced many hardships in her 84 years, but they have made her stronger and more determined. As founder and president of Sylvia's Haven, a shelter for women and their children near Boston, Sylvia has helped transform over 1,086 lives in the past 27 years, not only with housing, but also providing direction as to where they can go to develop the earning skills they want and need to live free from difficult domestic situations. Sylvia's Haven is everything to Sylvia Anthony, even calling it her magnificent obsession. Women who qualify for the program at Sylvia's Haven receive assistance via guidance counselors to find the appropriate job opportunity. Women and their children may remain at the housing for up to two years. At the end of this time, or sooner, a woman who is successfully employed and has an apartment or home may leave Sylvia's Haven to begin a new and independent life. Now this is where you come in to help make Sylvia's dream into a reality. 
Sylvia's dream is to have a Sylvia's Haven in every state to help as many women and their children as she can and to help this dream come true. A crowdfunding site has been established which can be accessed at www.sylviasdream.org. Now that's www.sylviasdream.org. With your financial help and support, Sylvia Anthony will continue to help those in their time of need, not only in the Boston area, but with her dream of having a Sylvia's Haven in every state of the United States. Your help is needed to make Sylvia's dream come true. Please visit and give at www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. And remember, the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. We need your help to make Sylvia's dream come true. Visit www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. For the Exxon Radio TV show and the X Chronicles newspaper, I am Rob McConnell. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. My name is Michael Talstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Melinda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back everyone. My name is Robin Cohn. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Before we get back to X minus one, a few more of the um, headlines from the news of the weird. This one is: Bank teller stops a bank robber and gets fired. In Queen Anne, Washington, Jim Nicholson worked as a teller at the Key Bank for two years. We say worked because he just got fired for stopping a bank robber. It seems the bank has a strict policy of just turning over the cash in these situations. But Jim says his instincts kicked in and instead 
threw the bag of cash to the floor, lunged forward uh, towards the robber, and demanded to see a weapon. Surprised, the would-be bank robber backed up and then bolted for the door with Jim on his heels. Jim then chased the guy for several blocks before knocking him to the ground with the help of a uh, passerby. They then held him until police arrived. Two days later, Jim was fired. Bank tellers are trained to get robbers out of the door as quickly as possible and are advised against being a hero over the money that's federally insured. And Foster, a spokeswoman for Key Bank, declined to comment on Nicholson and his actions. Seattle Police and the FBI advise against tellers taking action against robbers. The would-be robber, a 29-year-old transient, has a lengthy criminal record, including convictions for theft and robbery, uh, and all this according to uh, court records. Jim did say he was advised by one police officer to apply to become a cop. Now, that makes perfectly good sense to me. And finally, look out, Pennsylvania, the naked burglar is loose. Police in Abington, uh, Pennsylvania, are looking for the naked burglar. Two area homes have been burglarized by a naked man who stole a woman who stole a woman's clothes after exposing himself to her. The man was uh, caught on surveillance camera breaking into an apartment. He was wearing a dark-colored shorts and a white sleeveless tank top uh, when he entered the building, but came out naked. He then fled and burglarized another house nearby. He is described as being in his 30s or 40s, stands 5 foot 8 to 5 foot 10, uh, a thin medium build with a dark hair, with and he has dark hair with a thinning top. Oh, come on, you can give us a better description than that, can't you? We know you can. Come on. And that's the weird news for tonight, Exxon Nation. Now, without further ado, what we're going to do is we are going to get you back into old-time radio as X-1, the caretaker, continues here on the X-Own Radio Show. Well, she looked at me, and then she went in the direction of the village. Did they wait for you? Well, she came back late at night, crept into my arms, and told me they promised to wait for me. Oh, I sat out the next morning full of great plans. After all, the Zare snakes lived in widely scattered settlements. The villagers and I could wipe out the settlements one by one until we'd cleared the land. But then I didn't realize how different Celia's people were from us. How? What happened? Well, I came over that rise, and there the village was. This time I knew they'd stayed home. And then, not 20 feet off my path, I saw two of the Zares standing in the bushes, one watching me and the other looking at the village. They were the first ones I'd seen that close, and they were horrible. They, they had a rapacious, greedy look. They seemed oily and unclean. Each had a kind of tricky crossbow over his shoulder, and they couldn't be seen from the village. Oh, uh... Would you like something to drink? There were, uh, There's some kind of fermented homebrew I made. No, no. What what happened? Well, I shot them both down before they got over the surprise. It was a natural thing to do, wasn't it? Sure, sure. I guess so. But apparently, from the point of view of the villagers, it wasn't. The village was empty again. 
When I got back home, I was actually sick with disappointment. And then I discovered Celia was gone. She stayed away three days. And when she came back, I never went back to the village. But I, I, I don't see why... Neither did I until it was too late. Uh, they won't kill their enemies. They're too polite for that. So their enemies are gradually squeezing them out of existence. Captain, what do you expect us to do in this situation? Kill the Zares, as many as we can find. If the human beings of this world won't defend themselves, we'll have to defend them. I can't be on guard here forever. It's up to you and the other men on the ship to do the job right. You will, won't you? You'll make a report to Commander Lounge? Well, we'll make our report. Oh, that's fine. Well, uh, gentlemen, I suppose it's late now. I suppose you'll want to turn in. Uh, when will your uh, uh, wife get back? Well, she'll be back later. Don't worry about her. <laughs> Are you awake? Why? What do you want? Listen. What? Somebody moving in the house. Listen. Holman? No, no, no. Listen to those steps. Now, hear, hear him? That's no man. Slow, dragon. Yeah, come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Sidearms. All right, there, come on. Quiet, it's coming from downstairs. Stop. Listen. Where do I get the safety catch on? Look. No firing unless I tell you. Look, Mother, I'll take care of myself. Maybe it's one of those airs. I'd like to get a shot at them. Come on. Downstairs, all right. There's a light. What, what's that? The missile gun. Holman had a number of obsolete weapons down there. Hurry up. Look out. There goes the light. I've got my torch. It came from the well room. Oh, it's the door. Stand back. Turn your light in there. Uh, it, it's Holman. They've got Holman. There, there it goes. Stand clear. I'll blast wait, it. Wait, wait a minute. Get out of the way. It's one of those hairs. Give me a clear shot. Hold it. You can't get out of here while we've got the well covered. Now keep your blaster ready while I look at Holman. I hear it moving back there in the shadows. He's dead. Come on, make a break for it, you rotten, slimy snake. Come on. Shot through the head with his own gun. Who's that there? That snake. You got a good look at it? No, no. Jump for the shadows. There it is. Marta, swing your torch around. I'll roast it with one blast. Listen. What? Listen. Wh who's that? You who are his friends, will you listen to me? Who are you? He called me his wife. What? How'd she get in here? If that Zare gets a hold of her... Why? Don't move. I won't. Why did you kill him? But I thought you understood. What do you mean she killed him? Who was that Zare, the snake? There are medical men who would say he'd been insane for 20 years as he counted time. They would have forced him back into sanity. I could not bear the thought he should suffer that. Suffer what? Are you all fools? He was a fool, though I loved him. He could not see beyond the shape of things. So here among us, he saw shapes he could bear to see. And those moments when sanity came to him, and he saw what was really there, then he killed. Are you all like that? What you talking about? Is the snake there with her? Go upstairs, boys. Wait for me outside. You're going to kill that snake? Yes, I'll kill the snake. All right, take my blast. Now, be careful. Get it between the eyes, Mother. Roast that zare to a crisp. Go on outside. Are you still there? Yes. Is there any way you can get out? I can leave by the river that flows under the well if you do not shoot at me. I won't shoot at you. May I take his body? Yes. And you will all leave with your ship? I loved him. Although my people thought it strange, almost beyond their tolerance, they are foolish, too. 
yet not as foolish as you are. They saw what was in his mind, and not beyond that, and so they were afraid of him. But he is dead now, and there is nothing that your people and mine could share. We are too different. Will you leave? We'll leave. What did you see that was beyond his mind? A brave spirit, though very frightened. He ventured far, far, far into the dark, of which he was afraid. I loved him for that. I am coming now. I think you had better look away. Yes, sir. I've just been down to sick bay. Boyce is all right. He's in shock. Well, I gave him a shot of sedative on my way up here. Oh, the medics say he'll be all right. They're giving him a reconstructive psychotherapy fix. He won't remember much of it. If you had looked squarely at that thing, we might have had to give you the same treatment. Our pickled specimens of the Zare are pretty hideous. I suppose it's all the way you look at it. Yes, I suppose so. Coleman had his own way of looking at it. Selective hysterical blindness maintained for 22 years with his own type of artistic hallucinations thrown in. I can't help wishing it hadn't happened to Holman. He didn't maintain it throughout. When he was hallucinating, he saw them as beautiful. He saw her as beautiful. But when he saw them clearly, where they really were, he killed them. Who wouldn't? I almost feel like getting out of space and staying out for good. Well, it's time to file a report and wrap up. What are you reporting? That Holman died here quite peacefully about a year before we found him, leaving a diary of inspiring courage and devotion to space exploration behind him. We'll have time enough to work up the diary. That should keep everybody happy. All secure, sir. Shall I close down the ports? Uh, just a minute. Martyr, look down there. The whole galaxy. Do you think there actually are people out there somewhere? I hope so. Do you think we'll ever find them? I don't know. They've never found us. You have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine which this month features Survival Type by J.F. Bone. Score one or one million. All right, there we have it for tonight. X-1 from 1957, episode number five, entitled Caretaker. Exonation, last night we talked about the paranormal. And um, what we're going to be doing now is I'm going to pose another question to you. Do you remember all the talk about 9-11, how it was either a conspiracy or that all the events of 9-11 were at the hands of Osama bin Laden and a very small group of um, terrorists who were able to basically bring down the United States of America for a very short time, also taking nearly 3,000 lives. Do you, the Exonation, think that 
it was a government conspiracy, that the government knew what was going to be happening and allowed it to happen in order to get unequivocal power to do whatever they wanted, to pass the Patriot Act? Or do you think that what happened in New York City on September the 11th was an act of terrorism. Isn't it funny? We used to hear about these conspiracy theories oh so often. But now, it seems as if the eyes of the nation have been taken away from the security of the nation as far as this John Q. public and citizens. And we're only reminded that we are still at war with terrorism when we hear about the arrests of terrorists uh, connected to a Somali um, group of terrorists arrested in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, in Australia. We find out that Muslims in uh, Pennsylvania are being recruited as terrorists and being sent out of the country to Africa where they're being trained to be terrorists and then coming back into the United States. When we come back from this commercial break, I'd like to hear what you have to say at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Is there is the conspiracy that allowed September the eleventh, two thousand and one, still around? Or do you believe that the entire event was caused by Osama bin Laden and his group of terrorists to try and bring down the United States of America? one 877 is toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. And you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back after this uh, commercial break. 9-11, are you a believer in the conspiracy, or was it really an act of terrorism? I'll be back. Don't go away. Do you owe the IRS $15,000 or more? Are you worried about wage garnishments, bank levies, and IRS seizures? American Tax Relief has helped thousands of honest, hard-working Americans settle their tax debt for less than they owe. If you qualify, we can settle your tax debt for less, stop garnishments and levies, as well as remove penalties and interest. Our staff of tax professionals will work hard to get you the best possible settlement you qualify for. Having the right experienced and knowledgeable professionals Professionals on your side can save you money, as well as time and stress. American Tax Relief can help you get the fresh start you're looking for. So call for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call for a free, no-obligation consultation at 800-515-7457 and get the relief and peace of mind you deserve. That's 800-515-7457. Do it now. Call American Tax Relief at 800-515-7457. That's 800-515-7457. Are you getting tired of all the bad news? Well, then take a break from the worries of the world and play the love game. It's time to focus on what is really important in our lives, our relationships. You deserve more love, happiness, and harmony in your life. 
Synchro Hearts is the new hot relationship game that guarantees more love, laughter, and romance for you and your partner. It's not a sex game. It's a love game based on all the important relationship stuff like better communication, more intimacy, and lots of fun and excitement. Great intimacy is just one of the benefits of playing Synchro Hearts. Now, President Obama inspires hope, love, and peace for the world. Synchro Hearts offers more hope, love, and harmony for relationships. To order your very own edition of Synchro Hearts, visit Synchro Hearts' website now at www.synchrohearts.com. That's www.synchrohearts.com. Synchro Hearts. It's the game you love to play and play to love. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Keep on looking for the light. 
We're talking about 9-11. Uh, by the way, Michael Horn will not be with us. Apparently, from what I understand, the part of California where Michael is is without telephone and without power. Apparently, they had a massive storm. Uh, he was able to get a message to somebody who gave, called us up here. And, and anyway, Michael will not be with us tonight. Hopefully, we can get him with us tomorrow night. So what we're going to do in the next hour is we're going to be talking about 9-11. After all, September is coming up, and September is the month where we remember those who lost their lives on that fateful 9-11 day. And here we are so many years later, and we still don't know why Osama bin Laden has not been captured. You know, uh, the um, the conspiracy theorists like to say, "Oh, nation, some Arabs with box cutters couldn't have pulled this off." Now, let's forget for a minute how racist that statement is. Um, Arabs can do anything Americans can do. Let's face it. Let's also imagine that the hijackers didn't make it clear that they had a bomb, as well as the box cutters. The fact is, they were. The perfect ones to pull this off. Osama went to school for civil engineering at a time when the towers were being built. America thought enough of him to use him to hold off the USSR in Afghanistan. Most of the hijackers have college educations. Some had flight experience and trained with simulators. An airliner filled with jet fuel is just a very destructive flying car bomb. Is he really that smart, or was the U.S. government not smart enough to realize this? There is evidence uh, some thought about this, but failed to act quickly enough to stop it. Telling pilots not to open the cockpit doors under any circumstances and fitting the airliners with better cockpit doors may have stopped the attacks. Just as tellers in the bank are instructed to give the money to the robbers, pilots are under the old rules of letting hijackers do what they want. Any small group could have done exactly what he did. Saying they were a few of Arabs from the desert is appealing to the racist in us. The conspiracy story suggests a few Arabs can convince you they have a bomb and are dangerous. Now remember that most hijackings ended in the past with hijackers making demands and sometimes people rescued by specialists in hijackings. Now add the hijackers attacking and possibly killing crew members and you could easily conclude the passengers had little reason to risk injury or death. So you don't need any government intervention to carry out that part of the plan, if the passengers of other airplanes knew what was uh, coming, I'm sure they would plan. I'm, I'm let me uh, was coming. I'm sure they wouldn't have planned to have worked as as well. So we can draw that conclusion from flight number 93. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour, we're going to be playing a couple of clips from Loose Change, the movie on 9/11. Then we'll discuss it. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. 
Don't go away. It's going to be a fascinating next hour as we listen to Loose Change here on Talks. Paycom has something to say about payroll. When it isn't right, a lot can go wrong. And it's the employee who ends up suffering the most. After all, their livelihood depends on an accurate paycheck every time. And when they don't get that, they're placed in a tight financial spot, leading to insufficient funds, overdraft fees, missed payments, and other nightmares. Not to mention a lack of confidence and trust in their employer. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll. That means they gain full visibility into their paychecks and can resolve any issues and approve their checks before payroll is processed instead of after for greater accuracy and peace of mind. And best of all, they get a perfect paycheck every time. The future of payroll is here. Learn more at paycom.com slash Betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. 